Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm an early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. And this podcast is where I talk about all things kindergarten. I pick a topic for the week, and I share my thoughts, my fe- my feelings, my learning around that topic. And I ha- love having this podcast as a place for reflective practice and talking through different things that I'm thinking about or surrounding classroom and education and best practice and all those kinds of things. I usually put out new episodes every uh, Tuesday, but you might have noticed that for the past couple weeks, I haven't put out a new podcast episode. The beginning of the school year was a little bit on the um, hectic side. I'm gonna put it that way. And so for my own like mental health and well-being, uh, I just put the podcast to the side for a couple of weeks so that I could focus on really getting um, uh, really getting ready for the classroom and being there for my students. But yeah, I wanted to talk about the first couple of weeks of school, uh, my thoughts around it, what's been going on. And yeah, let's just jump right into this week's episode. So it has been two full weeks of school now. Well, not full weeks, I guess one of the weeks we had one um, holiday in that. So basically two weeks of school. And being back in the classroom without a ton of COVID restrictions, I guess, for the first time in a long time. Uh, Yeah, it's been quite a different startup to the school year than it was last year. But I'm really um, excited that I am able to kind of get back into the routine of teaching and being with the students and connecting with my students. We did a lot of play in our classroom. I think that especially, you know, this is really important in all those grades, but especially in kindergarten, building those relationships with the students that are just coming into a school building for the first time ever. They're being separated from their family from the first time ever. Uh, Having those opportunities for play is so important. It really gave me the chance to get to know them and to be able to talk with my students and connect with them where they were at. And so we've been really focused on play in the classroom. And that's obviously going to be a theme that's going to continue on in the classroom with our play-based learning. Uh, We did a lot of block and building. Our students love building in this class. So a lot of different kinds of building materials have been available for students to play with. We taught them how to use different tools within the classroom, like the the glue sticks, the markers, Play-Doh, all that kind of stuff. And we were trying to do it in a fun, meaningful way for our students so that it didn't feel like overwhelming for them or, you know, too much for the first few days of school with them. And I want to really highlight that, you know, I'm going to put this in quotes, the more academic side of school. I haven't really put a huge focus on that. This week, I'm going to start my phonics routine with my students. I'm going to start with the first few letters of the alphabet and then see how well that goes with my students. I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to rush it if I do the first letter, which is going to be the letter S this week. And I'm just noticing that we're not quite at that level yet of ready to like fully take that on then. I will, you know, pivot and change my approach. But right now, you know, we've talked a little bit about numbers. We've talked about the first letters of their names. We've talked about how many letters are in their names. But the more, again, quote unquote, academic side of it has not been, you know, the focus of our instruction or what we're doing in the classroom, really building those relationships with our students and within like the classroom itself. So students building relationships with each other 
has really, really been our focus. And I think it as it should be, I really want just students to feel um, like they belong in the classroom, like they are um, welcome and that this is a space for them. And, you know, we've been doing that a lot through play and listening to them and playing with them. And that, that's just going to keep on going um, in the next few weeks as well. One thing that I have definitely been struggling with uh, this year with my students is that we have a lot of students who are crying. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, from leftover from COVID, if it's what it is really, but my students, a lot of them have not been away from their families ever before. And school is the first time that they are, you know, venturing out on their own. And so we have had a lot of criers. And one thing about it, about crying, is that once one student start, it has like a cascading effect and a whole bunch of other students start. So I feel like all day, all I'm doing is, not all I'm doing, but I'm comforting students constantly, trying to assure them that, you know, their parents will come back for them, that we are constantly referencing our daily schedule that we created, um, just so that they build that comfort and build that ability to self-regulate their emotions in the classroom. We do a lot of breathing exercises. Uh, I hold a lot of hands throughout the day, a lot of back rubbing throughout the day, uh, a lot of distracting. So if you know they're crying and then I just start playing with like, you know, Play-Doh or whatever's at the table. And usually they'll come and like join in the play. I do a lot of singing uh, in the mornings. Uh, we have a lot of friends that come into the classroom crying. And one of the things that I love to do is start singing the Good Morning Train song to my students. And so I'll just start quietly. Like I will almost whisper the song at first. I'll start really, really low so that students really have to like calm their voices so that they can hear what I'm saying and then slowly I'll start raising my voice until I'm back at my like regular talking volume and that seems to help as well so when they get loud I try to go like very low to kind of mod help them modulate their voice level it doesn't always work I do try that though um and singing seems to help a lot I've been singing a lot of songs with this class that seems to help them quite a bit and a lot of the students just like hearing me sing even though I don't know why they like hearing me sing um yeah that's nothing to write home about but yeah so that's been the biggest struggle for me this week I feel like last year we had a lot of students that uh, didn't respond to their names and didn't understand uh, when we were talking to them and didn't have very strong oral language skills. And where this year there there is a few students who, you know, are, are English as a second language learners, um, multilingual learners. Uh, they definitely have better, not better oral language skills, more developed oral language skills, I guess, than my previous year. And so that has been a lot easier in that in terms of like being able to give directions not all of them i still feel like i'm hurting cats most days like you know those videos of people like trying to put cats in a pile um that's still what it feels like but it's a it's better than it was last year i'm thinking back to last year and um how difficult it was to even have you know simple directions given to my students that that ha that's different this year and i think that's really where that being responsive to the needs of your students every year is so important like nothing is ever going to be copied and pasted from one year to another because yeah that every year is so 
different and every group of children is so different and every child is different. So really have to be responsive to their needs. So yeah, like we've been just really focusing on their names and just trying to build that relationship with them, build that trust with them and just just trying to get them to stop crying and, you know, start enjoying themselves uh, at school and keeping my voice nice and soft and modulating my own emotions so that, you know, they can um, breathe with me and calm their bodies with me so that we can have successful days at school. But that's been kind of the biggest struggle this year. Last year, we also had the struggle. I'm going to knock on wood with this one because I'm really scared. But um, we had a lot of bathroom accidents last year. A lot of bathroom accidents. And again, I'm knocking on wood. We haven't had any bathroom accidents in the first two weeks of school. I haven't had to change any clothing Again, I'm knocking on wood because I can't believe I'm even saying that because usually there's at least a few accidents, but all the kids seem to be uh, able to use the washroom pretty independently. Of course, like the first couple times we're using the bathroom, like it's a struggle trying to figure out how to take the toilet paper off the roll because it's not really kindergarten friendly. I find the toilet paper roll, it's kind of really hard to take off a piece of toilet paper on it and, you know, fingering out the light situation in the bathroom, all that kind of stuff, just the regular things, but were we able to use the bathroom, which is really nice. So I'm really trying to look at the positives in this situation. I think that every year I kind of black out the beginning of the school year. Um, it's like childbirth in that way. Like you don't remember how, not how bad it is, but you, you black out how um, difficult it was so that you'll do it again the next year. Because really, if you remember how difficult the first month of kindergarten is, you'll never do it again. <laughs> so um, I just forget every year and like not that I forget every year I know it's going to be difficult but then every year you're in it and you're like oh my goodness how did we get past all of this <laughs> to get to where we are um, later on in the school year but yeah we are slowly working through our issues building those relationships and there's a few things that we've done in the classroom that we've found really successful uh, I started off on the first day of school taking a picture of each of my students and I use those pictures to make name cards for my students. Um, they can take those name cards. It's just literally their picture with their name typed out next to it, first and last name. And whenever they need to practice writing their name or they need to write their name on something like a piece of artwork, they know they can go grab their name tag and bring it over to where they're working. So that's a tool for them in the classroom. Uh, we also made out some name tracers for my students so that they can practice starting to write their name. Um, a lot of students need like hand over hand uh, practice for that. But, you know, that's what we're there for to build those fine motor skills and uh, build that letter formation. And so the name cards, the name tracers has been really great. Another thing that I did is during the first week of school, I took pictures of all of the different things we were doing throughout the day. So I took a picture of them coming into the classroom of dismissal, of the gym, of the library, all those different places and things that we do throughout the day, snack, lunch, whatever. And I made a schedule, a visual schedule for our, our school day. And we put that up on the board on magnets so that we can change it out daily. Again, it's, it's literally a picture that I took with the word of whatever is happening. So if it's a picture of a kids having snack and it's the word snack next to it, I've made it really simple. And what we do is we have a little check mark 
like image on a magnet and we move that down the schedule throughout the day so that those students that need that visual reminder of like time is passing we are getting to the end of the day and um it is it has been helpful you know if there's a child that is crying and crying and crying and i'm feeling uh, a little bit overwhelmed with the amount of crying i will ask them to go check the schedule and see um, when their family is coming to pick them up and now there's kind of independently going over there and checking it and that's all part of that self-regulating themselves self-regulating their own emotions and you know figuring out what works best for them so that visual schedule has worked really well having the name tags and having some name tracers at the ready for students has also been really um uh, helpful in the classroom the other thing that we tried implementing last year and it just did not work with the group of students we had last year um for whatever reason, it just wasn't working out with self-regulated snack. We tried it again this uh, past week with my students. We did the first week of snack all together so we could figure out, you know, um, the routine of it and like kids opening their own snack boxes and opening their own lunch boxes and all that kind of stuff. And that went smoothly. So the next, this past week, the second week of school, we started open snack. So Snack is just open all morning. They can go and get their name and put it at a spot and have snack whenever they are feeling hungry. And that has been really successful with this group of students. Uh, they are able to self-regulate their snack habits and eat when they're hungry and then tidy up and go back to playing when they're done. It's been really great um, watching them navigate that and just providing them the opportunity to just you know, listen to their own bodies and, and like decide when they're hungry because as adults, you know, usually if we're um, just going about our daily lives, you know, we don't, we're not sticking to a, a severely strict schedule of when we have to eat and stuff like that. Sometimes like, you know, with lunch times and lunch breaks and stuff like that we do, but we, we have to learn to uh, listen to our bodies for when we are hungry and when to eat. And so that's been really successful for our students. The open snack situation um, has been really great and frees up a little bit more time in our morning as well so that we can um, not have to stop everything that we're doing to have snack and clean up the whole classroom to have snack. We just have one table that's just always available for them. So yeah, those are the a few things that have we found success in in the past couple weeks of school that I'm really excited about that have been really made a difference in our classroom. And um, I hope that we are able to continue these routines, something else that we want to start getting into this upcoming week. We were a little bit worried about starting it last week uh, just because we have a few friends that uh, we will have to hold their hand when we go out and try this. We wanna start our outdoor education where we are going to leave our kindergarten yard and we're going to go into the surrounding like um environment of our school so we have i if you listen to our podcast my podcast last year we i talked a lot about the forest that we have and i'm putting that in quote the forest it's a bunch of trees just together it's not actually a forest but the kids love to call it their forest and we will not be venturing into their this anytime soon but we want to start exploring the outdoor environment around our school and so there will be a few friends that we will have to hold their hand when we go out there to keep them safe and also to ensure I keep my sanity. Um, but we were going to start our outdoor education this week where 
It's not anything that is pre-planned. We don't have any kind of planned learning to happen. Instead, we were going to go outside and follow the children's lead and just see where their curiosity, where their wonder takes us and where that, that, where that learning can happen in the outdoor space. Um, we're not just taking like our math lesson and superimposing it outside. We are literally going outside to learn about being outside and following the children's lead in that. And I think that that's going to be um, a lot of fun. And I'm excited to start that with this group of students. They have some great observations, some great questions when we are just in the classroom, like reading stories or when we're outside for recess. So I feel like um, outdoor education is going to be really interesting with them and so hopefully we're able to do that safely starting this week um, we will build on our capacity as myself as an educator and for the students as well because you know my number one prior priority is going to be to keep my students safe and if we're going beyond the kindergarten yard where it's like fenced in and I can you know easily count and keep my eye on all of them into a much more open space where, you know, there's um, streets that surround our school. There is that forested area where, you know, you can kind of see um, kids in it, but, you know, could easily lose track of them. We want to make sure that we're doing it safely. So I'm going to take it um, in small steps for us. We might just go on a like a walk on the first time we do this just to, you know, explore our surroundings before we go and explore more freely. Um, just to you know, I have to build up my comfort level with it as well, especially with a new set of students that I don't really know. And so I'm really looking forward to that starting this week. I'm also looking forward to our parent-teacher, not parent-teacher interviews, that's not happening for a while. I'm also looking forward to our Meet the Teacher Night. I have rebranded it for our kindergarten team as Meet the Educator. As you know, if you've listened to this podcast, I'm an early childhood educator, and I feel like using the term meet the educator is a lot more inclusive to all of the educators that are in the building, not just the teachers. We have a lot more than just teachers who work with our students, and you know, meeting the educators that are in the building, I feel like is a much more inclusive term um, for our classrooms environments and our school environments. So uh, we have that coming up this week and I'm excited that, you know, the first time in like a long time we're going to have parents coming into the classroom and students are going to be able to show, you know, where they learn to their families. And so that'll be exciting for our students. And yeah, that's just something that we are looking forward to this coming week. One of the things that I wanted to talk about before I end this podcast episode, I feel like my words are mumbling into my mouth is that for if you are a Canadian educator we know that on September 30th the day for truth and reconciliation is coming up or orange shirt day uh, I talked about this in my stories over on Instagram but I may, wanted to make sure that you know talk about it a little bit more on here so that uh you know I it's also like a promise to myself and also just something that um, I'm passing along some information that I've also heard. So I'm hearing from, or I'm listening to indigenous educators who are talking about the day for truth and reconciliation and talking about, you know, learning around Orange Shirt Day and about how if we are teaching in schools about Orange Shirt Day, which we should be, uh, we shouldn't just be starting there. It shouldn't be the first time students are hearing about um, Indigenous people, um, about the treaty territories upon which we are teaching and learning. That should not be the first time they are hearing about the about Indigenous people. 
about their stories should not start in trauma. Instead, we want to start with Indigenous joy. So how can we teach about Indigenous joy before that September 30th day? And so that that is not the first time they're hearing about social justice issues or anything surrounding Indigenous people. And that is what I'm hearing from the Indigenous educator community. So that has been a really conscious effort on my part, uh, beginning of the school year. And Orange Shirt Day, Day for Truth and Reconciliation is coming up in just a short couple of weeks. So if you are a Canadian educator, how are you... Uh, thinking about this how are you going to embed indigenous joy into your classroom before that day uh, I started this well, I didn't start this week this week I uh, was talking to my students about how we can be kind in and outside of the classroom and I used the book we are kind I'm going to double check the title of that we are kind and we made a list of different ways that we can be kind um, to um, each other and to the and to our um, school environment and all those kinds of things. Yes, when we are kind is the name of the book. I apologize. When we are kind, um, and so I really want to make sure that you know I'm not just reading that one book and then calling it a day, but that it is embedded in everything we do. And so that outdoor education will be a huge part of that when we start going out and being on the land. How can we build that reciprocal relationship with the land that we are teaching and learning on? And how are we bringing Indigenous joy into the classroom through art, through um, own voices, and through representations of Indigenous peoples, again, in, in joy and not just in trauma. So that is something that is in the back of my mind and hopefully something that you are thinking of as well. So yeah, that is this week's episode of the Creative Kindergarten Podcast, kind of like a little bit of a mishmash of just really thinking back to my first two weeks of school and then thinking forward a little bit into this upcoming week. And um, yeah, I really want to thank you so much for joining me for this week's podcast. Uh, make sure you're following, following me on whichever podcasting platform you're listening to me on because I usually put out new episodes every Tuesday. And so if you're following me, you'll be notified whenever new episodes come out. Um, you can also follow me over on Creative Kindergarten blog on TPT on Instagram. I will link all those in the show notes for you. But I share a lot of the things that I'm doing in my classroom over on the gram. And yeah, thank you again so much for joining me and I will talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye.